Today, I'm speaking with Justine from the iJustine YouTube channel who has built an amazing brand over the years. She's been creating content. She's always evolving, always staying that one step ahead and making her content relevant to today's audience. What tips can she share with us? What can smaller channels do? How important is collaborations? What about personal time and taking time away from your channel? What should you be focusing on? All of this coming up on today's episode of Tube Talk. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So today I am super, super excited to be joined by one of my personal favorite tech YouTubers that's out there. I've been watching her content since way back when I lived in South Africa. She was actually part of my inspiration to moving to the US. So I'm very excited, a bit of fanboy going on at the moment. So you'll have to excuse me when I do that. So. She has over 6.3 million subscribers on YouTube, 1.4 million subscribers on Instagram, and absolutely killing it on TikTok. She brings us this amazing tech content. She does it in her own way. Justine, welcome to Tube Talk. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. For those who don't know, how do you describe Justine in a tweet? Oh, um, I mean, Ooh. I would say, I mean, my content is basically me. So when people are, you know, come to my channel, it's, you know, there's nothing yeah. really specific that you're going to, I mean, well, you'll mostly find tech stuff, but I mean, I love cooking. <laughs> I love travel. I love my dog. So it's really like my channel is personality, I guess, centric, but it's also based around my interests and kind of finding a community of people that also love the same things. But for the most part, I love tech. So that's kind of what I've been focusing a lot on the past couple of years. Um, many years. How long have you been uploading content for? Oh, I mean, for like 13 years, but I think like you know, kind of taking my, well, actually maybe 14 at this point, it was like 2006, but I think wow. over the past couple of years, I think just kind of stopping the, the daily vlogging because it was just beyond exhausting and it just yeah. is not fun anymore. And I always said when I'm doing something that isn't fun anymore, I have to pivot and shift to find something else. And, you know, started creating more consistent tech content was great because it was still topical. You had to do a quick turnaround time and I'd still be able to infuse personality into it while covering tech in a really fun way. So it's just, it's been really fun and it's just crazy to see it all kind of come cool. to this point. And it's evolving all the time. I mean, if you look at your content from years ago compared to your content now, it's completely changed, but it still has you. You're always being the pivotal part of your own content. It's always been surrounding you, the things that you like and bringing out your personality. Do you find that you naturally done that evolve your content or has this been something to appease the YouTube algorithm? I think it's natural because I really, I mean, obviously we focus on the algorithm. We think about it. We blame it for everything. Even though <laughs> sometimes I know it's like, I know that video wasn't that good. So it was technically my fault, but I'm going to blame the algorithm. Um, but I think it was just a natural progression because I've always created content about things that I liked and enjoyed. And when you mentioned TikTok, I've been loving TikTok so much because it's I can actually sort of go back to being like my crazy weird self, which is always what I you know started doing on my channel. And then I started taking it a little more seriously to cover tech in a more serious way, but also really fun. But TikTok, or no, it's like that's that is actually me again. And I've been posting some of the TikTok content on Instagram, mm. and I've been getting some some comments from like people that 
you know, don't really know me or have just seen newer stuff. Right. Why are you being so weird? What is this? They're like, go back to your your old self. I was like, no, actually, I am going back to my old self. Old. So I'm having a good time. But I think just I, making content that, that is fun is just really what's important, especially now. It's just finding oh, something yeah. you're passionate about and kind of just going back to making it fun and and you know not worrying about the production as much because it's like let's just get the content out like it doesn't even matter at the end of the day sometimes yeah it's a great platform giving you the ability to express yourself and just create stuff that you love i mean you've seen a lot of creators who really put out so much content just trying to appease that youtube algorithm and more content and more content getting those views is absolutely draining yeah, I mean, back in the day, I used to have like four or five different channels. I mean, I ran a gaming channel, which I posted and edited three videos a day and like a daily vlogging channel and then like a daily iPhone video channel and then my main <laughs> channel, which I was posting three times a week. So I was posting like 40 or 50 videos a week, like by myself, like zero help. So that's when I was like, this is this is crazy. It's just it's, it got to be too much. Yeah, and that's the hustle. That's the grind. That's the kind of commitment you have to have your channel to be able to grow that. And then I think at the time it was, I guess that's just what I was doing until I realized also this isn't healthy. And I think yeah. you know, when you are younger, because I have been doing this for a very long time, I think you do take your health and like energy levels and stuff for granted. Cause it's like, now I'm like, I can't stay up all night and edit. Like <laughs> I really try, but I can't. And I think it's knowing when you have to take a step back and you have to focus on yourself is really important. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to make meet this deadline. I'm not going to meet the embargo. And if I do, I'm going to make myself sick and I'm not going to be able to function tomorrow. So I think it's just realizing that, you know, do what you can, but you have to come first or you're not going to be able to be present for your, for your audience or your, your work. Yes, and being able to push that record button. And in fact, wanting to push that record button is so, so critical as opposed to, I've got to make yet another video. And I think, I mean, I definitely have ups and downs as most creators do. Sure. And what I will do is if I'm feeling like great, like I will shoot a bunch of videos and then some of them, which won't be timely. Like I just posted a video on my channel that I shot back in June of last year. And I was like, well, I might as well just post it because we were making lattes at home. So it was unboxed like this coffee maker and like I have an old Apple watch an old iPhone. So everyone goes, why are you using your iPhone XS? Like this doesn't even make sense. So and you're just having those videos for times when you need it is, is really, it's, it's crucial I think for our channels and, and to give yourself a break right. as well and just feel like, okay, I can, I can breathe because I have a piece of content to put up. Well, that's a great golden tip right there. You know, a lot of people think that they've got to shoot now for now. And when you have a bit of leeway, when you pre-shot or you've batch produced, it gives you that breathing space. It gives you that ability to plan ahead and think what your next one's going to be. And maybe even bank stuff that's only going to go out way into the future. Or as Justine just said, stuff that happened in the past, then maybe you have an opportunity to basically upload today. Usually, especially the tech stuff, it's such a quick turnaround time. Right. But, you know, a lot of stuff that it just sort of like I meant to post that video and then the time just went away. <laughs> I was like, right. oh, it's just going to hang out on Frame.io until I need it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it definitely happens. There's been some cooking videos that I haven't posted from years ago, and they just sort of kind of just fall away. But it is good to sort of have that, like if I ever needed it or right. who knows. But it is good to try to just have a couple extra videos. Okay, we have to address the elephant in the room. One big comment that we hear time and time again, that it's too late. It's too saturated. It's too late. I missed this boat. I missed this train. I should have done this years ago. 
I should have joined TikTok a long time ago and I Ooh, didn't. Good one. <laughs> so good one. <laughs> it really isn't ever too late because you really don't know what's going to happen. And I think being able to find that audience, especially something that is heavily searched and heavily trafficked, like you could, you could hop in that algorithm, make content that answers people's questions, especially in the tech space. Like, how do mm. I do something? If you have that same question of how do I pair my Nintendo Switch Pro Controller to my Nintendo Switch? Somebody else has that. <laughs> so simple things like that, that you can create content around, it's, it ends up being evergreen content. But yeah, I don't think it's ever too late. I mean, it's definitely more difficult. So I think just keeping consistent and really enjoying what you're making is, is a huge part of it. You know, the one problem that a small channel is going to face is they're not going to be first, right? We all know that the bigger channels, the bigger influencers get invited to the events, get devices seeded early, and therefore by the time a device launches, they're going to get those initial juicy eyeballs and views right off the bat. How does a small channel try to compete in that space at all? Yeah, the interesting thing about the tech space is, you know, I mean, I think a lot of the bigger creators do get things. There's even product that like I won't receive and I know my friends will get it. So sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, if I know I'm getting this phone after them, I might skip the unboxing because yeah, mm. you've seen it. And sometimes you can even make jokes, be like, I know you've seen a bunch of videos, <laughs> but here's my take on it. And, you know, adding that personal spin and opinion, I think is, is really important. And then find something else, you know, fun that you can do. So for me, like a lot of times with some of the new Samsung devices or some of the newer phones, everyone has done an unboxing. Everyone has already seen that. So I'll take it out and actually use it. And I'll use it either for like a week and I make a video vlogging, like actually using nice. the device. So I think just showing what it can do as opposed to just reading off some spec sheets and stuff like that, that people have already seen and heard, like people want to see what it, what it does and how it actually works. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah that, so I think uh, it's just try to do something different than what everyone else has already done. And let's and make it personal. You know, that's what I love about your channel. It's always been about you. And I don't mean in like the, oh, look at me kind of personal. I mean, it's more about your life and what you're up to and your sister's in it. You got your dog in it. Did you guys go out for walks? It's all about how technology fits into your life. So if you can't be first, well, bring it back to you. What do you bring to the device? What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to whatever your channel is about? That's not a copy of somebody else, but it's you. And therefore that's what the audience connects with. For sure. Yeah. There was even some like uh, some lenses that I was trying to, to find. And I was like, man, I just, why is no one using the lens? Like I want to see it zoom. I want to hear what the lens sounds like if it's on the body of the camera mm -hmm. and there's a microphone attached. So it's like these weird things that I will end up testing out that I'm searching for myself. I was like, man, ah. this lens would have been so cool. Like why didn't, why is no one just giving kind of like all mm. the weird information that you wouldn't The weird information. Yeah, I love like that. I want to know what this, <laughs> this auto zoom sounds like if I'm not using a microphone on it. So it's just, it's, it's strange things like that, that you know, just answer the questions that you wouldn't probably have, I guess is, is the, the biggest tip. Oh, I love that because if I have that question, probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands other people have that same question. And don't make the mistake thinking that, hey, it's obvious, I know how to do this, therefore everybody knows how to do this. I mean, take for example, using Zoom, right? A lot of people are now working at home for the first time or studying at home for the first time, and they actually don't know how to use a program that maybe you've been using for absolute ever. So don't think that just because you do it and just because it's easy for you, therefore there's no point in making a video because other people just simply know how to do it. That is absolutely not the case. I was even struggling because I've only used it a few times and then I just set up this new setup and I was like, man, I was like, I have a green screen. So it looks 
I mean, obviously this kind of looks cheesy if you guys haven't noticed. I'm in uh, an Apple Store boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, so even like I had never done that before either. And it was funny because I saw Alex Lindsay tweeted this morning. He's like, anybody that's using Zoom, stop using the virtual backgrounds. And I was like, okay, hold on. My, my green screen lighting is on point because of Alex Lindsay's tips. So I was like, let's just see if we can get away with it. <laughs> nice. So, um, I don't know. I think just- That's great. Like you said though, Zoom is something that you've been using. So I think it's right now, especially like in this digital space, like I've been trying to reach out to uh, like local companies mm. and friends. I know, uh, especially in the jujitsu community, everyone's trying to figure out how do we still reach all of these people and teach them training. So like I've been offering, you know, suggestions on streaming software or like some extra webcams that I have. Cause I have, a, I had, well, I don't anymore. I just donated a bunch of all of my old webcams to people that needed them. And thankfully I have one left that I got from VidCon from Logitech. And I was like, please, please still work. It does. So yeah, so it's like, you know, I think those weird things that we take for granted, like being able to have a webcam. Right. You just, that's never something that I thought would be high demand. You know, if you have that question and you search for something, you see somebody mm. else's video and it's not, it's not very good. <laughs> Up to par. <laughs> make that video better than, mm. you know, that get to the answer quickly. Cause even uh, I've been setting up like a streaming setup and I haven't done much gaming content in the past, like four or five years. So I was like, oh man, everything's probably different. I was like, <laughs> nope. Open up OBS. <laughs> I was like, it's all still the same. It's just updated software. But even then I still did a search and, and found some really great content that was just, you know, giving you a little added extra yep. to, to enhance what you're already doing. And that's the whole thing. I think people over overthink this. Like even the professionals are still using YouTube for search, still using Google for search. So is it too late? No. Can you still rock it? Yes. Just answer people's questions and it's a sure fire way to get yourself off that starting block pretty quickly. But speaking of questions and answers, we got to shift gears slightly and let's talk about collaborations because that has to be one of the number one questions we get asked time and time again. There's a big thinking out there that all I need is one awesome collaboration and it's just simply I'm going to unlock my channel. You've done a lot of these collabs with a lot of big people, a lot of small creators. Like what is your take on this whole must do collaborations? Are they absolute must or are they kind of nice to have? definitely helps but I mean I feel I feel bad because I think people like think that I have to collab I have to collab but for the most the beginning of my channel like I didn't really collab with anyone mostly just because I mean it's surprising I'm an extreme introvert so I'm like if I can just like sit in my house like this whole isolation quarantine thing I'm like I'm thriving this is this is what I love it's hard for me to go out so I'm like now like that that thing that like I was forcing myself to go outside I'm like oh great <laughs> but I don't want people to think that you know you have to collab because I think building your channel yourself is you know you don't ever want to be like oh my gosh well I owe my entire channel to so and so for giving me all these mm. views and subscribers so I think that sometimes is kind of hard too because then that person I guess feels like they're like oh well I made that person if that makes any sense right absolutely so oh. I think you know starting your channel until you're at a place where you have something to offer somebody else and you can kind of be like all right look I can do this thing. I can help you with this and you kind of can cross uh, collaborate. I mean, I think collaboration is definitely fun and to be able to, to work with people that you look up to and people that you enjoy, you know, creating content with is, is amazing. But I think at the beginning, like don't focus on trying to get a collab because uh -huh. if you're a smaller channel and you reach out and you say, Hey, I'm going to be starting my YouTube channel soon. You want to collab? 
I mean, most likely I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what kind of content are you going to make? And I feel like as a bigger channel, you have to be careful with who you collab with because you don't know what that person is going to do. Will they have a scandal in the next week? Will they do something crazy and then kind of put your reputation on the line? So I think people do have to think that, take that into consideration is like, is this a risk? Is it a liability? So it's weird because a lot of people don't think about that. Um, and yes. I think it's something that I do really think about a lot. And I love collabing and I'm, I, you know, I definitely have a close collab circle of people that I continuously <laughs> work with. Uh, but I think they're fun. And I think it's just trying to find like a fun way to, to do them, but don't feel like that's the only way to do it. It's helpful, right. but just, you can, you can do it. You can do it yourself. <laughs> you don't have to, that's, that's the you message. It's, it's, it's nice to have, it's awesome. Did you do it with your friends and you're really adding value to each other and that's great. Uh, but is it a make or break thing? Definitely not. Right? No, I mean, I think there's people that can go their entire careers and not have to collab. But I mean, if you can, I mean, I definitely recommend it. But you know, if okay. somebody turns you down or doesn't write back, you know, keep trying. Maybe try keep again moving. another five months or another six months, depending upon like how your channel's doing. Right. Because it, again, it is, you got to be careful too, like who you collab with. Okay, that's a great, great point, which we actually didn't think of before. You know, we always look at it from the small channel, reaching out to the bigger channel saying, hey, would you work with me? But now when you think from the bigger channel, you've got to remember there is reputational risk that's got to be factored into here. What is this channel about? What are they going to do? Can that bring my channel down? And, you know, could it affect the brand deal that maybe I have? Maybe it's no longer brand friendly and we definitely can't have that for obvious reasons right sure. <laughs> so now we're planning out our content going forward and when we look at youtube it's kind of divided into those two sections you got the entertainment and you got the how to right now entertainment's obvious if someone is a great comedian or a great artist we want to listen to them we subscribe because we want more of that content but it's not so obvious when it comes to the how-to channel. I mean, once I've told someone how to unblock their toilet, there's no real reason to subscribe to me, right? So especially the tech space, once you've told someone the 10 best settings for the Galaxy S10, well, they've got it. Now that's pretty much they're done. So what would make someone kind of stick around in a how-to channel and actually subscribe for the rest of those videos? If they're doing it in a fun way, I mean, if somebody's teaching me how to do something and they're like really funny, like I'm like, this is great. This is good content. And just because it's they are doing it fun and you're getting an answer. So I think the personality aspect is really huge. But a lot of these channels, you can base it strictly off of search. Like even if you don't have a lot of subscribers, you can continuously be getting that content mm. through recommended videos, through search. So sometimes subscribers, I mean, that number is such a strange thing because we don't know what it means. Right. I mean, that's maybe like five to 10% sure. of who actually watches the videos. Yes. I mean, a lot of it is recommended. A lot of it is search. And I think it varies across various channels of what that percentage is. Mm. I know mine is, well, I actually don't look at my analytics that often because it stresses me out. So since I, Ooh, it's really nice. funny because years ago when I first started, I mean, I was obsessed. Like I would look, I'm like, oh, views are down. This, is, this isn't working out. And then finally, when I stopped looking, mm. things stopped like started looking up. And I mean, I check every once in a while just to like, of course. just to see like, okay, monthly views are down. That's okay. It's like a slow tech time. So I think just not becoming obsessed is really a difficult thing, especially when the analytics are all there. Uh, you know, I think just kind of, you know, looking at them, assessing on a, a kind of like a overall basis, but everything changes every single day. Oh, so yeah. 
you can't ever really pinpoint a specific thing. You just have to be able to change and pivot and, and really speaking to your audience and reading comments, I think is the best way to kind of gauge what they like, who's watching and how they found your content. And I think one of the joys of having a smaller channel is you can actually have those dialogues. You can really get that feedback and actually Mm -hmm. have conversations. Whereas now, I mean, I, I try to, to respond to a lot of the comments, but then you get a lot of spam and then you right. do see those same people continue or continuously commenting. So you can sort of engage with a lot of the people that are consistently there, but it gets harder as the channels get bigger and, and you do sometimes feel disconnected from your community. And that's why like I'm always active on you know Twitter and, and just always reading comments. I think it's it's just trying to like value those beginning moments with your audience. <laughs> because a lot of those people that have started watching me from the beginning, they're still there. I still see them. Right. And it's kind of like, we have like this IG Thing. army bond back <laughs> in the day when I used to like live stream and everything. So it's, it's really cool to sort of be able to, to have those beginning people be there. Well, and your community is your audience. And it's really, really super important to serve your audience, serve that community. At the end of the day, they're the ones who are gonna watch your videos. They're the ones who are gonna comment. They're gonna be the ones who are gonna share. And those are the ones that you build a relationship with. And in fact, this good fire tip here is the more you engage with your community, the more you ask them questions, the more you put surveys up, you put polls up. Those are the ones that are going to feed you that amazing information of what they want to see so that you can build your audience, build your content, and everybody kind of rises together. For sure, yeah. And I think, you know, you can kind of develop this audience that has the same mm. interests as you. And I mean, I, I mean, I, I probably have made the mistake of making a lot of different content, but since I've been doing that from the very beginning, I think it's kind of helped my channel, Right. but it also it's helped, but it's also kind of hurt because I think a lot of people that have that one consistent thing, people know what mm-hmm. to expect. Whereas mine, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't <laughs> Who <really> knows? know. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a latte unboxing in the middle of this. Right. From a year ago, but you know, I just, I think sometimes we all think too much about what we're doing and just like create and have fun. And I think TikTok again, it's yeah. crazy and weird, but it sort of helps me go back to that simple way of creating where right. now, I mean, we'll overthink a video. We shoot for an entire oh, yeah. day, like 12, 18 hours doing an iPad review and then edit for like another 20 to 30 hours and then mm. post it. And I'm like, I'm completely dead. And then I make a 15 second TikTok. I was like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> like a lives in the app again. <sighs> it's a lot of work and people don't people really yeah. don't see that and a lot of the tech stuff is a very quick turnaround oh. time and i'm so Look. grateful though that i've been working with my friend tyler for the past i guess year now so he edits maybe about half of my videos now mm. which is great but even for some of these videos like the bigger ones like for the the most recent ipad review one so we like we'll kind of tag team a video where he'll sort of start the rough edit and right. then he'll be halfway done and then i'll work on the first half fine-tuning that and then he'll be working on the back half and he sends me the back half and then I put it all together and I was like, okay, that just, I mean, it was definitely saved a lot of time. Right. It's just, it's just interesting to see like these different ways of, of working. And it's not even sometimes about like the gear that you have, no. it's, it's storytelling. I ah. shot a, uh, this was a really fun test. So for my birthday this year, I was quarantined. So I thought, <laughs> what am I gonna do? So I filmed my day. And then I wanted to teach myself to edit on LumaFusion on the iPad. So I'm gonna like, I'm gonna shoot this entire video. This is my birthday treat to myself. I'm gonna learn how to edit all on the iPad, shoot everything with the iPhone. So I was like, man, I should have the best birthday ever because I just learned a skill, learned how to edit with an iPad and basically proved to myself 
that if you want to have like a YouTube channel, like you just need a phone, like you can create everything on that. On Granted, I did edit on the iPad, but Luma Fusion is on the iPhone. So you can do it like anything just with an iPhone. Like it really, <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of like it's brought crazy. me back to like, yeah. wow, like this is a really powerful device. And I mean, it was like a 14, 15 minute video that I edited, added voiceover all on iOS. And I was like, this just proved you don't need to have everything. Just get yeah. yourself an iPhone, you're set. I yeah. really wish people would stop blaming the gear and just get on with that, right? I know. I mean, mm. I'll sometimes like have a crazy expensive camera and I'll be like, man, I just I've messed up the settings. I'm just going to use my phone and it, and it works. And I think right. for a lot of things, obviously lenses do make sure. a huge difference. But sure. for the most part, like you can, you really can't do everything with a phone. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm just really excited about like the future of mobile tech because it's amazing. So we've spoken a lot about your channel. We've spoken about amazing tips that you can give creators and people to be really inspired to understand it's not about the gear. It's not about that collaboration. It's about good content. It's about bringing yourself to the party. It's about sharing good value and engaging with your community. And all these are have been amazing tips that are going to really help people. But as we're wrapping up, if you could put something up in Times Square or a tweet that the whole creator community would see, what message would you give us? Be kind. I mean, that's, I think that's just such a huge answer. I mean, especially right now, I think just being kind to people um, and especially, I think a lot of us tech people, we have a lot of knowledge to offer to a lot of these kids now who are being homeschooled, who don't know how to set up their computers, elderly people who don't have access to a computer to be able to talk to their family who are now in isolation. So that's kind of been something that I'm focusing on right now is trying to find the easiest way to get this tech to the people and get the knowledge to them on how to use it. So I think like right now, if somebody out there has an extra webcam, an extra microphone or an extra computer, reach out to your community and find somebody who can use that. So that's been my sort of like big kind of personal project, just reaching out to, to people around and just trying to be kind and help because I think right now is is a time that we really all have to be kind because that's really the only answer, I think. Oh. Yeah. So no, I'm definitely excited for the future of tech. And I think everything that's happening right now, I think it's really going to change the way that oh, we interact. And I mean, the technology is going to change and adapt to the way that we need it. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for the future and I'm, I'm just really just humbled by how kind people have been to like everyone. So it's, it's been really cool to see. Right. Yep. And then again, like if there's people that you know that you can help with mm. extra gear that you have, I mean, cause some of these people can't be connected and that's where it's right. like, it's breaking my heart. Cause I'm like, they don't have the means to get these. They don't, they're not able to do their homeschooling. So yep. it's like, how do we get this tech in the hands of people that need it? Love it. Follow you on your social medias, especially on your TikToks. Yes, please what follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I need <laughs> that validation, damn it. I know, I know. It's, it's great. You can find me, I just seen pretty much, yeah, everywhere. Much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for the rest of you still listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting application. If that's what you're listening to this on, if you're on our YouTube channel, of course, hit that thumbs up button, share this episode with anybody who may be struggling, maybe has lost a bit of focus. And please, Justine has a great message of going out there, be kind to each other, find the tech that you maybe have, find the knowledge that you have and share it with the world because right now that's what we need. We need to be kind to each other. Thanks for hanging out and we'll catch you on the next episode of Tube Talk. Justine, thank you again. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.